What if I told you that you can design and live the life that you want on your own terms? Would you do it? Would you take a leap into the unknown? Or would you settle for a life of limits? A life of safety but lacking true meaning? Zeph and Moses Blacksburg here, and I'm on a journey to help you ignite your inner passions, let go of your fears, and get more out of life. Will you join me and make this year your year of purpose? Welcome to the Year of Purpose podcast. Hey everyone, Zeph and Blacksburg here from the Year of Purpose podcast, and today I have an awesome guest with me. His name is Adam Smiley Pozwalski, and he has actually written this book. It's called The Quarter Life Breakthrough. It was an amazing and transformative book uh, in my life and actually led me to create this idea of the Year of Purpose. So, uh, Smiley, how's it going? It's going great. Hello from uh, San Francisco. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks for calling in, taking a little bit of time out of your day. Um, you know, let's just jump right in. We'll get into the book in a second, but I just want to talk about where your story began. So you told a little bit in the book about how you were living and working in D.C. Um, so just tell me a little bit about that and what you were doing. Yeah, so about three years ago now, I was 28, living in Washington, D.C. I had just worked on the Obama campaign as a field organizer and then wanted to work for the administration. So I went to D.C., um, I was really excited about getting a job working for the administration, and I got this great job um, working in government, working kind of for senior officials. I was the special assistant to the director of global operations at the Peace Corps, which is a wonderful agency. Peace Corps sends American, uh, Americans abroad for two years to work in the developing world as volunteers. Um, but I was working in, in headquarters, and I had a really good job. I was making good money. I had a good salary. I had benefits. Um, but I wasn't happy. Uh, I wasn't fulfilled. I was waking up every day knowing that I had a good job, but knowing that it wasn't the right job for me. Um, and this is a difficult place to be in, as I'm sure um, a lot of folks out there, especially 20-somethings and 30-somethings have been in before, when you have a job that on paper looks good to your friends and your parents and the people you meet at happy hour, but internally, when you wake up in the morning, you know something's not right. You know, and how did I know something wasn't right? Well, every time my alarm went off, went off in the morning, I'd have that kind of, that, that tingling sensation, right? That, that pain that goes up and down your back, that, that pain in your stomach uh, when you brush your teeth, when you get dressed, when you put on your tie in the morning, when I rode the bus down to, down to work. And I was like, it, it was really difficult for me. It actually led to uh, sleep problems, um, depression. Um, and really being in a, in, a, in, a, in a state of crisis, in a state of feeling really stuck. Um, so that's kind of where my story begins. Um, and, and I wrote a book about the transformation that happened and how I kind of got unstuck and was able to say, okay, it's okay even if you have a good job to take a leap, to do something new, to experiment. Um, and now, uh, three years later, I'm a lot happier and I'm doing things I really care about. That's awesome. Uh, I know that you mentioned in your book there was like a specific title that you had for kind of like that pain and feeling uh, called, was it the morning edition is what you yeah, called it? Yeah, I used to, I, used, I listen to NPR in the morning when I wake up. It's kind of, was, was triggered my day, which I'm sure a lot of people in D.C. do, um, NPR morning edition. Um, so every time my alarm would go off at like 6.45 in the morning and then, and, you know, morning edition would come on there soon thereafter and I feel that pain, and I and I refer to it as my morning edition because it was like that trigger of like, okay, wake up, oh man, this sucks. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, I absolutely know where that comes from. I had the same thing going on pretty much uh, when I was getting ready to quit my job at Apple too. I was in the same boat. Um, do you remember the specific day where everything just kind of like clicked and you're just like, this is it, like this is the last day? Yeah, so, so you know, I, I, I was at Peace Corps for over two years, um, you know, and, and Peace Corps is a wonderful organization. It's a great place to work. Um, I had wonderful colleagues, um, but I knew it wasn't right. So um, a couple friends told me about a program called Starting Block, which is a Starting Block Institute for Social Innovation, which brings together 20-somethings and uh, that are interested in creating social change. So teachers, educators, nonprofit folks, social enterprise, business, uh, sustainable business folks, um, people, artists, writers, people that just want to make a difference in the world. Um, so I'm kind of uh, at this program, which was in LA, so it was kind of beautiful. It was in February, of course, and in DC in February, it's like snowing and freezing. And in LA in, in, in February, you know, the palm trees are there, you know, people are surfing. I was in Santa Monica. It's kind of sitting on this rooftop bar with my friend Evan, and Evan asked me a very simple question. I was telling him about you know, feeling unhappy at work and wanting to do something else, but being scared of quitting my job and not knowing how I was going to make money, you know, or sipping a beer on the roof. And he goes, Smiley, why would you be doing anything less than reaching your full potential in life? And I was, it's a pretty simple question, right? Um, why would you be doing anything less than reaching your full potential in life? But I hadn't really asked myself that. And once I did and sat there, I'm like, yeah, why the hell would I be doing anything less than reaching my full potential in life? Um, and that was kind of the moment um, where I knew I, had to, I knew I had to make the leap. I knew I had to have the conversation with my boss. I knew I had to quit my job. I knew I had to, to leave D.C. It's a, a place that I, I had one, been wanting to, to leave for a while. I'd been there almost four years. Um, and and that's, that was kind of when it all just clicked. Um, and, you know, kind of understanding that by not leaving, I was actually not just robbing myself, right, of kind of personal fulfillment and happiness, which is great. Um, we all should deserve to be happy, but I was actually robbing the world of my gifts. I was actually robbing others of the difference I could be making and the impact I could be making because I wasn't really fulfill, uh, unleashing my full potential on the world. And when you realize that, it's, it's actually it's quite powerful. Um, I think a lot of artists sometimes go through this. Um, if you don't make that video, if you don't write that book, if you don't create that app, if you don't go on that trip, if you don't launch that product, it's not about you. Some of it is, you know, maybe you don't get that press clip, but it's actually about others. They don't get to experience the beauty that you're going to create in the world. And that's just a shame. Um, and when you can kind of create from a, a place of, of understanding that you're having an impact on others, you, you can take, you can take bigger risks. So it's, it's a very selfless thing. It's, uh, I feel like it's way easier to crush the fears that might come up in uh, thinking about what we want to do by realizing that the world is missing out on what we could be doing for the world uh, if we don't do this. I think that's a really great way to look at it uh, You know, when it comes to, oh, well, we're worried about money or we're worried about how it's actually going to happen. And, you know, it, fear is one of the biggest things that stops people from being awesome and doing great things in the world. Uh, and I think just keeping that in mind, keeping in mind that uh, so many people could be affected, so many uh, communities could be changed, uh, really could help you push forward. Now, Fast forward a little bit, you're in San Francisco. Uh, where did the original motivation come from to actually start writing this guy? 
Yeah, so I kind of, um, as I was leaving my job, I, I, so I've, I've always loved writing, but I hadn't done um, much personal writing. Um, I was 28, I had you know, done writing in the context of work, and I would always kept a journal, but I hadn't kind of kept you know, putting my work out there. Um, you know, and I had friends that had been telling me to start a blog for years, and I was kind of always like, yeah, I'll do it maybe, because um, I always just kind of like to talk about the world and, and go on on these tangents and I started a blog right about that time because going through the experience of, of quitting a job as I'm sure you know or anyone knows is, is really emotional and intense and I found that blogging about it really helped me get out my feelings and helped me process and helped me kind of say realize that other people were going through the same thing so I started blogging about this and I started meeting other uh, people 20-somethings, 30-somethings, millennials that were going through the same thing um, and I was working for a program in San Francisco called the Bold Academy, which is a life accelerator program which brings together people um, that live together for 10 days to work on themselves, to work on their purpose, to meet other entrepreneurs and coaches and mentors and speakers all around this idea of clarifying your purpose and unleashing your gifts to the world. And people were like, Smiley, you got to write a book. You know, you're doing this writing, you know, like you do these blog posts, they're really interesting you should write a book. And I was like, haha, yeah, whatever. You know, I'm going to write a book. Like, you know, kind of like doubting, you know, doubting even my friends telling me, uh, recommending what to do. But then I was like, you know what? Maybe I should write a book. <laughs> uh, and actually my commitment, we all write down our commitments after that program uh, in front of everyone on the wall. And my commitment was write a book this year. Um, and I did. So it was, it was kind of other people um, and that's one of the things that I talk about in the book is really finding, surrounding yourself with those people that can make you take those leaps and hold you accountable to your dreams, right? Because mm -hmm. a lot of times you tell people you're going to write a book or you're going to do a podcast or you're going to launch a new website or, you know, you're going to build this amazing program or you're going to, you know, alleviate poverty or, or, or you know, help, help teach um, underprivileged kids and they're kind of like, yeah, whatever, haha, you know? But find the people that when you tell them those things are like, I got your back. And if you don't do that in six months or start doing that, I'm going to call you out. Right? Yeah. I'm going to call you and I'm, I'm going to check in with you every two weeks or every three weeks. I'm going to hit you an email, hit you a text message. Be like, how's it going? How's the progress? How's that website coming along? How's the podcast? Did you write your first draft? You know, where's the table of contents? Because those are the people that get you through. So I was lucky to, enough to surround myself with people that would hold me accountable um, and, and that's kind of how the book was born. Um, but it's a long process, right? The book took about a year yeah. um, from the initial concept and storyboarding to writing the book, writing the first draft. I actually scrapped the whole first draft, ended up rewriting the book. I, I was working with an editor and she was like, uh, this is just, this, the, you know, like you, you look at a final book and you think, oh, it's all perfect. But you, you look back at the early stages and it was a mess. The book was actually kind of negative and dark and um, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't inspiring. And my right. editor was like, Smiley, this is, this, that we need to do, we need to do a better job. So I rewrote the book. So it takes time. And, you know, that year is, is an amazing, is amazing time for creation and, and learning and growth. And I always advise people when they're launching a project that, you know, the first time, the first iteration isn't going to be perfect. It's like a prototype, right? Yeah. In the same way that we constantly like, we, we constantly grow, we constantly learn more about our lives. It's a journey. The same with the creative process. You know, 
even great, great podcasts, great shows, great videos, great books, great organizations, their, their first incarnation is not how, you know, what it looks like today. They're constantly evolving. And if, and if you get too scared about what the final product is, you, you'll never get there. You just kind of have to dive in and start. Yeah, you just have to get started and get moving. I've had a ton of projects where, uh, you know, I want it to be perfect. And you have to kind of take a step back and realize, like, this is never even going to get moving unless you just start doing something. Um, actually, with this podcast, I, I even created a logo and I thought that's what I was going to run with. And then, like, two or three weeks later, there was another logo idea because this other graphic for something else came up and it just kind of became the logo. So stuff is constantly moving. And as long as you stay with it, uh, yeah. I think that you'll be on a really good track for success there. Now, you mentioned a little bit about how, you know, you weren't really feeling fulfilled or satisfied with with your job in D.C. Um, just hit a little bit on what, you know, being fulfilled means to you. Like, what does uh, you living a life of purpose actually mean if you were to like write it out on paper and try to define it? I know it's different for everybody, but yeah. what does yours yeah. actually mean? I think that's really important to, 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 to know that that point about purpose is different for everyone. Everyone has their own definition. Um, how I define uh, purpose in the book um, is understanding what you want to give to the world, right? So if passion is kind of inward looking, you know, my passion is uh, being healthy or my passion is writing or my passion is uh, meditating in the morning or my passion is um, smiling and dancing, purpose is what I want to do for others, right? How I want to show up for others in the world. And, and I kind of talk about this idea of alignment. I think purpose is alignment. I think purpose is aligning um, your unique gifts and who you are with the impact you want to make in the world, right? So there, there, there needs to be a synergy be kind of between you um, and what you're giving to others. Those need to link up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really important. The, the purposeful work reflects who you are, what your interests are, what you're good at, um, and the impact you want to make in the world. And, uh-huh. and you've been making a big impact lately. I noticed there's a t-shirt that you actually have on there. We can't really see it right now what it's from, but uh, Camp Grounded and a bunch of other things. You just mentioned that uh, you just came back from Hive. Maybe uh, talk a little bit about you know what uh, different options are out there because I, until I met you, I actually hadn't heard about any of these and they're all amazing opportunities. So. Uh, maybe start with Camp Grounded and uh, tell people what that's about. Yeah, so I think you know one of the things I talk about in the book is that um, you can't do this stuff alone. Uh, and I don't mean that just in terms of work and careers and jobs, which you need other people to help you with as well and businesses, but I actually mean in terms of life and living a purpose-driven life. You need to surround yourself with communities uh, of like-minded people and supportive people. Um, and I've been very lucky enough um, over the last couple of years to really find a lot of these aligned communities of people that are interested in, in social innovation and social entrepreneurship and social change um, and kind of intentional communities. So Camp Grounded is actually a summer camp for adults. So I really believe in the power of play um, and, and kind of returning to that inner child. I think, you know, all too often adults were, we work a lot. Um, we do adult things like we go to bars and watch TV, but actually um, I went to camp as a kid and it was this really liberating place because I could be who I, whoever I wanted. Um, I could be just the way I was and be loved for that. So uh, Camp Grounded was started by a, an organization called Digital Detox 
uh, in Oakland, California, and they do summer camp for adults two weekends a year. Um, you can check it out. You can't talk about work. Uh, you can't use digital technology. You can only use your nickname. So it's like the exact opposite of a conference. Um, and you get to do arts and crafts and archery and swimming and capture the flag and all of those things that you used to do as a kid um, with other adults aged 18 all the way up to 70. Um, it's really powerful experience. Um, and then I really recommend for people that are in uh, just out of college or just getting into their 20s and trying to figure out where they fit, a program called Starting Block, the Starting Block Institute for Social Innovation, meeting other young people that are creating social change, meeting other young people that are going after their dreams. That's a great program. And then I also uh, work part-time for a program called Hive, the Hive Global Leaders Program. Um, that's for purpose-driven leaders and entrepreneurs that are a little, little farther along in their careers, um, mostly uh, age 25 to 40, uh, that are working at uh, large businesses and companies like Google and Facebook and Apple or nonprofits or social enterprises or uh, the United Nations, um, trying to create social change, trying to create a better world. And we do a three-day uh, event in San Francisco to bring people together, um, give them a chance to collaborate, meet people that are, that are similar, and also clarify their life purpose and accelerate their impact and get the tools that they need to, to move forward and, and create a, a more abundant and sustainable world for everyone. So there's a lot of really great options out there for people who, uh, you know, are stuck and want to try something different and just see where it takes them. Uh, it's, it's a really great opportunity no matter which one you choose. I mean, you get to go somewhere and make up a fake name and not talk about work and not use electronics. I mean, that sounds amazing. Um, so obviously I'd imagine you travel, you know, every now and then with some of these things. You've been to some pretty cool places. Do you have anywhere that uh, maybe you traveled in the last year or you plan to travel to this year that you're looking to, uh, to put on the itinerary? Yeah, I mean, I've done a lot of, uh, been able to do a lot of speaking about the book, which is really exciting, uh, about the quarter-life breakthrough. I got to go to London um, in November, which is great. It's the first time I had uh, done a speaking event outside the United States. And it was really cool because I, I didn't know if the term, you know, quarter-life crisis was going to, people were going to understand what that was because, you know, sometimes you think that's just an American thing. And actually what I found is that uh, the London audience was just as um, excited and passionate about what I was talking about as, as people in the States. So the, the point being there that this is a global issue, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone is looking for purpose. Um, everyone is looking for meaning in, the, in their life and in, in, at work. And not just millennials, right? So my audience is definitely millennials. And, you know, as I'm 31, that's kind of who I, who I feel like I can speak strongest to. But I've, talking, I've spoken to audiences, um, you know, that are my parents' age or older, and they're also thinking about this, right? So how do you bring more purpose into your life? Um, so I would encourage anyone that's in the space to realize that you're not alone. Um, there are a lot of people I know that um, are on their, you know, third, fourth job or have already been 10 years in a career that are trying to make a change because they've, they've grown, they've developed, they've, they want to make a difference, they want to do something else, and that's okay. Um, I know plenty of 45 and 50 year olds that are, that are also trying to make a change. So I, I, I would encourage uh, folks not to judge themselves, but actually empower themselves to make these changes um, and figure out what's best for them and, and to find purpose um, wherever that, whatever that looks like for, for them. And I think towards the end of the book, you kind of mentioned a little bit about how um, 
purpose is not necessarily something where it's like we wake up one day, it hits us, we live happily ever after, right? Like there's this constant sort of cycle. Uh, so, you know, going to different events and things like this, it, it really ignites that spark again. You get ideas running again uh, and it kind of boosts you up for a few weeks. Um, you know, what's your, your take on, you know, this journey as a whole? I mean, obviously it's not something where we just wake up one day and we're happy and that's it you know right. it's definitely a process and it's a cycle and it continues over and over yeah i i i, I really i think there are very few people i've met um that have you know one purpose and have had one purpose um you know i graduated college about 10 years ago i can name maybe two or three people that have been kind of on one path um since college most people have probably done 15 different things um or at least five or six and the point being there is to constantly, constantly explore, constantly experiment. That doesn't mean quit your job every six months because that's not a very good strategy for either making a living or being happy. Um, but the point is that we constantly evolve and grow. We're constantly learning new things. We're constantly meeting new people. We're falling in love. We're watching a movie that changes our lives. Uh, we're traveling. We're being exposed to new things. We're having new apprenticeships and jobs and experiences. Um, and if something ticks, if something goes off, that's, that, that's probably, there's a reason there. So if, if all of a sudden I were to get really excited about design innovation, uh, or storytelling, um, those aren't, that's not a reason to say, whoa, whoa, I got to stay focused here on, on writing, just writing. No, maybe I want to do a class. Maybe I want to, maybe I want to write a book about design innovation. You know, maybe I can combine those things and, and grow. Um, I think it's all about growth. It's all about, you know, this, this passionate curiosity and, and being curious about things that, that ignite you and, and that excite you and figuring out a way to incorporate that into your work. Um, I find that the people that, that seem to be most fulfilled that are around me are, are constantly growing, are constantly innovating. Um, you have to stay focused, right? You have to kind of know where you're at and, 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 and you can't take on everything because then you just get distracted. But you have to also experiment and, and innovate and, and just look at the job market now. Um, you know, when I was in college, uh, Facebook was, was not even around. I think it, was, it started, started to come up maybe senior year of college. Mm -hmm. And I'm not that old. I mean, I'm a little old, but I'm not that old, please. <laughs> right? <laughs> and think about what's changed in the last 10 years yeah. in terms of social media, in terms of technology, in terms of the jobs, the job market, um, all of these positions that didn't exist when I was in college 10 years ago. Um, what's going to be in 10 years, what, what, what the job market's going to look like in 10 years. So we're going to constantly have to adapt. We're going to constantly have to learn new technologies, learn new things, learn new ways of working with people. Um, so I, I really encourage people to be nimble, to be flexible, to experiment, to understand the relationships um, between, between different disciplines, um, that it, and, it's, and it's okay to kind of find these synergies. It's okay to kind of have your foot in two different areas. Um, provided you're getting, you know, you're getting your skills. That's, that's really important. Purpose is a, is a journey. Um, it's about growth. Um, it's about exploration. And I think, and I think that's really important. And, and it's a process of making choices, you know, some of them good, some of them bad. Um, speaking of choices, you know, what would you say uh, in the past few years, you know, since leaving that job and everything that you've done since then, what do you think is uh, the best decision that you've made? Uh, and then what do you think was uh, not necessarily a mistake, but not your favorite decision that you made that maybe didn't go the way that you wanted it to? 
It's a great question. Um, I think the best decision I made, um, I think the best decision I made was committing to, to finishing this, the, the book and, and kind of and seeing that through because there were a couple times where I was like, oh, this is too much. I'll just do a couple blog posts or I'll just do a website or something. But really seeing that through and committing to something that took a year um, has now made uh, opened up a lot of doors. Um, and, I'm, and I'm just getting going, right? Like I, I'm not speaking as a, you know, amazing, you know, uh, uh, you know, the world's foremost expert on this. I'm just learning. Um, but I, I feel like it's opened doors for speaking and opened doors for a lot of opportunities to really talk about these ideas and, and help people think about this. And that book has really served as a calling card for me. Um, so making that decision was really, really important. Um, a decision that, let's say, didn't go so well, um, I, I think for me the biggest challenge is focus. Right, I, I sometimes say yes to a lot of different side projects, which you know I was just talking about how it's okay to, to take on different things. That's the balance. That's the balance that I think I'm still working on. Um, you have to be willing to to really focus. You have to be willing to get good at something um, and, and know what your priority is. So I think for a lot of um, a lot of this last year, um, that's been my that's been my challenge is what's my priority. And that's my goal for 2015 is to say, okay, I have these things going on. What is the absolute top priority? Right. For me right now, it's, it's getting a book deal for my second book. That's my absolute top priority. So if I ever am like, should I take this call or this call or this meeting or this meeting or go to this thing or this thing, it's like that, if it's not related to that, that comes first. Mm -hmm. um, and then being able to fill in after that. And I think that's, that's been my mistake uh, up till now is um, having trouble with the discipline to prioritize and the discipline to focus because there's a lot of shiny objects. There's a lot of exciting things. Um, but I find that the people that are, that are truly successful really know what that, they, they have a clear focus. They might have number two, number three, and number four, but number one is number one. Right. That's the most important thing that they're working on. Everything follows that. And I don't think until this year, I don't think I've, I've, I've had that clear for myself. And so, I'm really excited about that. So setting goals, setting priorities, probably in all aspects of life, but still uh, keeping in mind number one, remembering what your most important one is. Um, a lot of people in business talk about, you know, how if it's not income generating, then why are you working on it? Um, and it's kind of similar, but, you know, we just want to keep in mind that if it's not getting us closer to where we want to be, uh, then it's probably not the most important thing to be doing. Uh, at the current time. Um, with that said, what would you say, uh, you know, having made some mistakes, having made some amazing decisions, uh, just to round this all up, knowing what you know now, what would you tell your younger self? Um, I would tell my younger self that uh, money, is, money doesn't lead to happiness. Um, I was making good money and, I, and it, 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 it wasn't right. And a lot of the last couple of years, I've made far less money um, but I'm in the arena of things I really care about and I'm around people I care about and the potentials now for making income are, are, are there because I um, haven't put money first, if that makes sense. Um, and I think it's really important because so many young people, whether it's from their parents or college um, or the pressures of society, we think that you know we're being graded on this kind of scale of who's making the most money or who has the most... Um, 
the coolest job at the biggest company or the, the coolest title. It's not about that. I know a lot of people that work at awesome companies, whether it's Apple or Google or Facebook or, you know, or the Peace Corps or the White House or whatever it is, and they, they're not happy. And then I know a lot of entrepreneurs that aren't happy. So it's really about not caring what others think and figuring out what you want. And until you start to do that, uh, it'll be, it, it's really difficult to find meaning and fulfillment. So, so uh, that's what I would tell my, my younger self, which is don't worry about the noise, right? Don't worry about what other people are doing. You know, that's, it's inspiring. You should read their blog posts. You should check out their photos and, and, and get inspired, but don't worry about that, right? Focus, focus on asking yourself the right questions. Who are you? Um, what are you about? What do you care about? What issues fire you up? Who do you want to be around? What impact do you want to make in the world? Ask yourself those questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your purpose? Because um, those are going to lead to the answers. Not what you know, your friend's doing, not what your parents did, not what this person that's on the cover of Fast Company did, you know, not what the, you know, the lawyer or the, the, the business person is doing. That's all great. Those people are great. What do you care about? And, and one of the best ways to get there, you know, I can personally say for me has been, you know, checking out your books. So, you know, The Quarter Life Breakthrough is an awesome book. I highly recommend that everyone check that out. Uh, if you could, real quick, tell everybody where they can find this and yep. uh, how they can get in touch with you. Sure. You can uh, get it on Amazon.com, The Quarter Life Breakthrough. Uh, you can also check out TheQuarterLifeBreakthrough.com, sign up for my mailing list, get some free resources. Uh, you can email me there, smiley at thequarterlifebreakthrough.com. Hit me up on Twitter, at What's Up Smiley. Um, and uh, thank you all so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Oh, real quick before I forget, because we didn't even say this at the beginning. Tell everyone why your name or your nickname is Smiley. Because oh, yeah. we keep calling you that. I need yeah. everybody to know. Yeah, so my real name is Adam. I go by Smiley. It's a nickname I've actually had for more than, almost, more than 15 years. Uh, it's a nickname from high school. Uh, I used to, well, I smile a lot and I ran cross country in high school and my cross country coach named me Smiley like the first week of school just because I was smiling when we were supposed to be puking and running up the <laughs> hills and it's like, um, but it's a good nickname and um, yeah, I, I think more people in this world should smile. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to be here with us. Everybody, check out The Quarter Life Breakthrough. Look it up online and on Amazon. And I can't wait to see you guys in our next episode of the Year of Purpose podcast. Smiley, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. You've probably heard me talk about designing a life that you actually want to live. You might have even heard about my travels or experiences and thought to yourself, yeah, I do want to do that eventually. Someday I'll probably do it, and my guess is that you've been thinking about doing it for a long time. So I want to tell you this. Stop thinking. Your time is right now. You don't need any more time. You don't need any more info. You don't need to keep putting it off and planning for the perfect time because the truth of the matter is this. You could be the person who sits around and thinks about living a better life, or you can be the person that decides that today is the day that you're going to actually do it, and I want that for you because you already have what it takes. You've got a fire inside, even if you can't see it right now. It's lit, but you need to open yourself up to the possibilities and throw a couple logs into the flames. So join me and the Euro Purpose tribe by subscribing to our YouTube channel and iTunes podcast. And if you really like us, please leave a review. This is Effin Moses Blacksburg, and I can't wait to see you again 
on the Year of Purpose podcast.